This is the Build Your Best Family podcast, episode 88, Creating a Home Your Family Will Love with Rachel Van Clive. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. Being cooped up the last couple months has really shown me what works in my home and what doesn't, what areas of our house support the way we want to live and which ones don't. Today, we are talking about how to create, design, organize, and decorate our home in such a way that not only brings us joy, but allows us to cultivate our family's culture. A few years ago, we did a home renovation. We expanded on the back of our house, and we created an open concept plan. And when we made the decisions all along the way, we considered how our family wanted to live. Now our family loves games, and so part of what we made sure we did in that living room was to create a space to store the games that we wanted to play so that they could be easily accessible. And then when it came time to choose furniture, we picked furniture that would support the way we wanted to live. We picked an oversized ottoman that has proven to be the perfect surface to play whatever games we want. It's this beautiful, oversized, caramel leather top ottoman, and it's soft enough to put our feet on when we watch TV, but it also doubles as additional seating when we entertain, which is something we do often. Not only do I love the way it looks, but it fits our family's culture and allows us to live the way we want. Now, many of us have an image of what our home should look like. We get inspired by pictures online and in magazines. However, when we create that space that we see in our head or online, sometimes we find it doesn't necessarily support the way we want to live in our space. So when it comes time to buy a new home, do a renovation, or give your space a facelift, I want to encourage you to consider how you want to live. It's beneficial to consider that when you create, design, organize, and even decorate your home. Now, in the book Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about creating habits, and he says that one of the best ways to create a new habit is to make it easy and accessible. Now, like I mentioned earlier, we love games, and so we made games easy to access, and as a result, we actually played them more. So where you store the things in your house may be the difference between you using what you have and forgetting about it. This works with books, it works with crafts, and even healthy snacks. Design that supports your family's culture isn't just about the things you have in your space. The right combination of colors, textures, and patterns can bring joy and soothe our soul. Greenery brings the outdoors inside and connects us to nature, which is life-giving to many. And I don't know about you, but I really love to hang out in rooms that are beautiful. This week's guest, Rachel Van Clive, she believes that you don't have to spend a ton of money to make your space usable or enjoyable. And I absolutely agree. You can rearrange furniture, add pops of color to a room, or shop garage sales and thrift shops to find furniture needed to serve the unique desires of your family and its culture. Now, Rachel started her journey to write her book, She Made Herself a Home, when she began documenting the changes she was making in her home on her Instagram, which is beautiful, by the way. Go check it out. We talk about her story in our conversation, but we also talk about what it means to design your home with love and intention, what's important to consider when making decisions about your home, and how to determine the unique purpose of each space. I hope that after this interview that you will look at your space not just as a place to live, but as a place that shapes how you interact with one another and who you are as a family. Are you interested in creating a home that your family will love? One that lines up with your family's culture? 
I'd love to help. And so I've opened up a handful of coaching spots to do just that. I'm also available to walk you through the Build Your Best Family online course or focus on a particular situation or challenge that is preventing you from going where you are to where you want to be as a family. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash coaching to schedule a call today. Today, I'm talking with Rachel Van Clive. Rachel and her husband, Richard, own a successful real estate company in Nashville, built their dream farmhouse, and are currently building their first rental property. At her core, Rachel is a designer and has really captured her audience with the mentality that design doesn't have to break the bank. In fact, Rachel loves taking something old and repurposing it to something new and more beautiful. Welcome, Rachel. It's so fantastic to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Kim. So a question that we ask all of our guests, um, and I'm going to ask you, is what is your family known for? Uh, I saw this question and I thought, well, I don't know. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) If you like, we're breaking it down into words. Um, It would be faith, of course. Um, Hospitality. We're known for our real estate deals. Um, My husband owns a real estate company, so we've been dabbling in that. We also are known for homeschooling, just like a general sense of entrepreneurship, um, mm-hmm. and we love to be hospitable. So those are the words that came to mind when I, I thought about what our family is known for. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, so speaking of hospitality and real estate, you're here to talk to us about your new book. It's brand new. Brand new. Okay. It just hit. <laughs> All right. It's called She Made Herself a Home, A Practical Guide to Design, Organize, and Give Purpose to Your Space. And I love this because I am all about design and space and organization and purpose. And when you put all those two things together, um, I just love it. So tell me about your book and how you got started doing this project. Well, getting started in this kind of, it fell in my lap. It wasn't something I ever expected. Um, I went through a lot of postpartum with my first son, who's 10 now, but after a few years of kind of losing myself um, and not having a creative outlet, I decided to start a little Instagram account and I kept it private. I didn't tell my family because I thought they're the bigger critics and I'll just keep it to myself. And I kind of gave myself a daily job to get up and do something creative. And I took one picture a day and kind of made it my job with a newborn. So I had something for myself and then it turned into something else and something else. And then people started following and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll announce it now. (laughs) And uh, after 10 years of being in our starter home, we built the farmhouse that we're currently in. And so I figured maybe people would like to see a building in the journey of building a home. So we built the home. I took people along and here it is like two and a half years later, I've grew my account, which in turn got me the book deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of fell into my lap because of a little app called Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but the original idea for the book was, you know, the, the big farmhouse movement, they wanted a book on farmhouse design and it kind of evolved in, into turning into something else completely because my heart is not necessarily decor and teaching women how to design. People are confused by that, but mine's more about teaching intention and the heart and purpose um, and trying to mesh my faith in with design has been a little tough. And I wanted the book to be more than that. So um, what started as a farmhouse book turned into something else. I I knew everyone didn't have a farmhouse style. And so I knew that would be, that would niche the book into too small of a category. Mm -hmm. So I was like, can't we incorporate 
more style. And then I wanted to bring in other women that I've met along my journey on Instagram um, because not everyone's a designer and every picture in my book is not from a designer. Like I'm not a certified designer. I don't have a degree in it. Um, there's women of all ages and class and style represented in the book. So I asked them to fill the pages of the book with their homes. They also give tips and I'm known for my budget, budgeting well and goodwill shopping and thrift finding. So that's in there as well. I think mm -hmm. what my, I tried to convey mostly is this is not a book that you just flip through it and it seems unattainable by these outrageously expensive designs. It's like actually teaches you to use what you have, um, to be frugal, kind of where I shop, how these other women shop and how most importantly to create what you love. So that was the purpose of the book. Um, mm -hmm. I want people really to like to understand the value the home has. I think we just, we get in it and we live and we forget that it's like your legacy. It's what your children are going to take with them, you know, cause they'll implement whatever you did in their home, even unknowingly. Yeah. Um, what your friends, like the feeling that people have coming into your home and leaving your home. Like, what do you want people to feel when they leave your home? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of all that wrapped into a book. Um, just teaching people how to encompass their heart in different areas of the home, mm -hmm. teaching that even before you design a space, mm -hmm. knowing intention. And that's definitely what the book shows. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think too often it, when it comes to design, we often try to mimic what we see in magazines and we don't really think about how our family is going to use the space right. or what we want um, the experience to be like in a room. And I think that's really important. Um, you mentioned about earlier in your journey that you would just take a picture every day. So how did you decide like what that was going to be each day? Like, where did you start in this journey of like doing something creative for you? Well, when we built our first home, we were fortunate enough to build it, but I didn't know what my style was. So I just kind of picked builder grade, this and that. And it wasn't really me. So in the process of living there, I started painting a little, taking apart things. We laid new flooring. I painted the kitchen cabinets. And like within that is where I found I can repurpose and reuse. And watching my mom as a little girl, she's the same way. She always changed a space. She always let us change our room. And I watched her have intention but also have fun. So I think, you know, my style isn't like hers necessarily, but she taught me the joy in it. And so I remembered that after, you know, building our first house and having my first child that I needed that outlet. So I would just set up something, style it a little differently, show people the projects I was working on. And that's, it gave me a job. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I can remember growing up, my mom would change the like rearrange the furniture seasonally, yep. um, like depending on the time of year and, you know, like the heavy curtains would come down for the summer <laughs> and the spring and we'd put up the shears and like my mom always, and my parents didn't have the money to decorate. They did a lot of do it yourself projects, but they That's did me. it. Like they never let the money stop them from improving the home or beautifying it or changing right. it. And that has definitely inspired me um, as well. Yep. So, so, so what you're doing yeah. in your home now, yeah. It has effect on your kids, whether you know it or not. <laughs> I know. Right? Several of my kids are constantly like, mom, can I redesign this? And can I redesign that? I'm like, oh, hold yeah. up. Wait a minute. Well, I, have, I have two boys, so they're not opinionated yet. Oh, <laughs> my, uh, my son is 13 and he just okay. asked me the other day, mom, do you think that while we're home now, we can redo my room? Cause it's, it's not 
it's boyish and he's, he's you know, into that room. teen phase. Yeah. And so um, a couple of the things I think it definitely is time for them to go. But I love that he's just kind of like, huh, I want this room to be like. Yeah, that's neat. Mine's 10. My son's 10. So he's not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. He still lets me do what I want. <laughs> that's great. Okay. So we've been talking about intention. So why does intention matter to you? I mean, you've touched on it a little bit, but talk to me more about why that's important in your home. Cause I don't think a lot of people put home decor and intention or home design. I don't think they put those two together. Right. Um, I am a goal setter, like so much so that it drives my husband crazy, <laughs> but I just, I don't function well without intention in any area, like marriage, self-improvement, parenting, all of it. I'm like, I need to know, you know, what I'm up against, what, what I can do better, how I can create a better experience. And sometimes I, I try to be so nostalgic with things like, how am I going to remember this moment years from now? How will they remember it? And I get so caught up. It's almost <laughs> a curse because I trying to create that experience. They may remember and not enjoying the experience, but um, intention is very important to me. I think um, you really have to know that before um, someone's coming into your home. And I wanted people to see that um, through how we live and through my book, because without it, I don't think you can really design a space. So if you want to go into like separate spaces, think about who's coming into your home, who you want in your home. Are you a single person that doesn't like to be around a lot of people? Do you need to create like a quiet space for yourself to feel rejuvenated? Um, is taking a bath very important to you? You know, like what feeds your soul? Mm -hmm. And then is your family a sports family? Like, does everyone come over for the game? Do you need to focus a TV in the room? You know, like there's, you have to ask yourself these questions. Do you only have, is it just you and your spouse? You know, do you, do you really need two lazy boys or whatever it is? Like, <laughs> what do you enjoy doing together? How many people are going to be in there? You have to figure out your intention before you even make a space. And mm -hmm. so intention is very important to me in all aspects. I think, I don't think I'd have much of a purpose if I didn't set intent in all areas of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel as though the rooms, so th this house, we just did a big renovation on. And so we did, we, a lot of the spaces were built with intention, meaning that we shopped for them all at the same time. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, but in my, uh, my, the, before we moved here, there was always like a handful of rooms that was just everything that was left over. But the rooms that I designed with intention, I loved being in. And it wasn't that anything was too fancy. It's not like I went out and broke the bank and like put together this big design scheme. It's just that I, I, even with the colors, I did the colors on purpose. I did, I did everything on purpose and it just was, it just made the space so much more enjoyable um, right. for me and I think for other people. Um, and I think people, they're intimidated by that, like trying to figure out what they like. And cause I always get asked, well, how do you know what you like? And I'm like, you know what you like. You just have to take the time to find it. You know, search Pinterest, search magazines. Something will always say it spoke to me. Well, it'll speak to you and you'll start noticing a pattern of, oh, wait, I always lean toward blacks and browns or I always lean toward leather accents. Like you will start to see a pattern if you take the time to get Absolutely. to know your intent. And I think it's intimidating for some people, um, but there is such joy in it that I think yeah. is what people need to find. Yeah. You know, we, um, when we were doing our bathroom, um, I pulled a Pinterest board together of all my bathroom inspiration. And when we got to the bathroom and me and my friend were picking out colors, I was gravitating towards 
dark colors because I'm like, there's so much light in this room. Maybe it needs to be a color. Maybe I need to make a statement. And then we went back to my Pinterest board and I'm like, not a single bathroom on here is a dark color. Why am I looking at dark <laughs> colors? And it was like, it's, it's obvious right here that I need my bathroom needs to be this, you know, it was an off white with these tones. And I'm like, I think to intention eliminate some of the anxiety we have around making a decision because we feel it might be pressure. Yeah. Yeah. To do something different or to, to do what other people might. I think that once we take the time, I think there's clarity in that as well. And then I always tell people, guess what? You may mess up and not like it. <laughs> you know, I've done, I had to do a job for a company and I put a wallpaper on my back master bedroom wall and I just took it off because the second I put it up, I thought, I don't really like this, but I had to finish the job and it's part of my job. So I took it off. It ruined the wall, like pulled off all the drywall. So now today, actually, we're going to shiplap it. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, you know, you're not always correct and you may not always like what you put up the first time, but that's the beauty of paint and design is Mm -hmm. it can be changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, as we talk about purpose for your space, how do, how do we go about determining the unique purpose of each space? Um, I think first, what we talked about earlier was know your personality. Like what is the intention? What's coming into your, who's who and what is it dogs? Is it kids? Is it, you know, a bunch of people? Like when we built this house, I'm an introvert through and through. Um, and my husband's the extrovert. He'd rather be social all the time. And so when we built this house, I prayed like, okay, Lord, I need this house to be open and full of people because it, you know, sometimes when you're uncomfortable, you, you definitely grow. So I mm-hmm. thought I'll just pray about this. Our doors are obviously not right now, but are always open. And so we built our home based around that idea, the intention of having people over. So the main focus and hub of our home is our giant 24 foot ceilings in our living room and our kitchen, like one room. And it's just a big gathering space with doors around it, you know, to the porches. And so we could entertain. Now you may have a small apartment, not be able to do that, but you can still set up if you personally need say like a drop zone for all the things you bring in after work. I've seen people use the door, you know, behind the door with hooks, like create little Mm -hmm. spaces, no matter how big or small, if entertaining is so important, get a bigger, you know, you need a sectional or you need, um, you know, whatever it may be that fits your need. Like I said, the TV over the fireplace, some people don't like it, but if your family gathers and you find joy in sports, you know, make sure you figure out what the intention is, how you're going to be responsible for what's coming in and what's going out. Um, even if you had a book club, I don't know, all kinds of events, like what, what will meet those needs in your home and then think about the layout and then think about the colors and then think about the design. Mm-hmm. I think it's about switching a perspective as opposed to, well, I just need to go do this and buy this and bring home all these items and then think I'm not even going to really use this. Mm-hmm. There has to be like functionality with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like I said, I think it brings clarity. Like it helps you determine what pieces to buy because it can be overwhelming when you're just oh, going gosh. out to buy things, to buy things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now with online. Oh gosh. Online options. Oh, I furnished man. our um we have an Airbnb that just opened and I furnished it all online. Did you? Sight unseen and it all came together, but people are like, How do you do that? You just know what you like. Yeah. Know the purpose and go yeah. from there. Yeah. 
All right. So talk to me about your family and what it's been like um, to take care of your family and have them on this journey with you. Well, so my husband and I have a little different story. When we first got, we've been dating since I was 14. So we dated, we've been together almost 20 years. We've been at church and we kind of started our relationship where he had a sales job where he could work from home. Mm-hmm. So we like immediately fell into always being together. Like that's good and bad when you first get married, but we figured it out. Um, and I worked from home too, actually transcribing um, some medical things and I did odd jobs, but um, from the get go, we started our marriage, like together, helping each other in our work, that sort of thing. And then when we transitioned over to real estate, I became kind of an assistant and then helped him through that. And then we started our own company. So it's, it's always been that we were together. And so when we had our firstborn and it got time for kindergarten, it was just something I felt I needed to do to try to homeschool him through kindergarten. I thought I'll do one year. I could do colors and shapes and we we figured it out. And now he's going to be in fifth grade and we're still homeschooling, but it was more, we just wanted to be together and we wanted them to go to work with us. We wanted them to see hard work. We wanted them to participate in it. Um, We love the openness that our son has to ask us hard questions, things I would have never asked my parents. Mm-hmm. Not saying that homeschool does that for everybody, but it worked for our lifestyle. Um, you know, I laughed because he was out preparing the charcoal grill at 10, you know, and cooked his own steak and ran the tractor in the yard. And it's just like, we wanted that. We wanted our kids to learn skill sets and life questions and, mm-hmm. and come to find out my oldest is dyslexic and working through with him through that one-on-one and it just our family balance is balanced better when we do it together and it's not like that for everybody um, but we've made it work and we wanted the freedom to do and go and be with our kids whenever we wanted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's fantastic I mean um, since we talk about family oftentimes our kids mm-hmm. are roped into some of the things we're doing because I'm like this is, this is our life. This is what we're doing. And, um, especially now that my kids are older, I've been trying to get them more involved in like some of the stuff I'm doing on social media and some video editing and just saying that like, they're probably really good. at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and just saying like, this is a part of our journey. This is who we are together. And, um, I think it's great to be able to take them along on our journey instead of compartmentalizing the parts of our lives. Oh yeah. Cause they're going to take that into their family. You know, like yeah. I watched my mom work. She let us participate in it. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw her grow and change and we were yeah. there with her. I think it's so important. Yeah. I think all families can do that if they really, like we talked about earlier, had intention. What What do we want um, this to look like for us? For sure. Right. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for being with us today and talking You're about welcome. home decor and design purpose. Um, yeah. I'm excited to to check out your book and to start working on some of my projects myself. Yes, go do it. (laughs) Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. You can find Rachel at crateandcottage.com and on Instagram as crateandcottage. I'll link to this and her new book, She Made Herself a Home, in the show notes. If you would like to connect me on the podcast, you can find us over on Instagram. It's our favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. Plus we share the family hacks that have helped us build culture along the way. You can find me at Carl Amici. And you can find me at Kimberly Amici. 
Don't let the pretty pictures fool you. Our family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to buildyourbestfamily.com.